The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's Tuesday. Look at that. Taco Tuesday. Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah, I guess. Some people like tacos on Tuesday. I mean, maybe we'll have tacos tonight. Carol mm. makes tacos. Carol makes great tacos. Well, I shouldn't say that. She, she makes great meat to go in yeah, the tacos. Yeah, 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 exactly, right, yeah. Because <laughs> we buy the we, tacos. R- right. The you taco shells. buy the shells, she makes the meat, and then the... Do you like the hard shell or the soft shell? I'm a soft shell guy myself. Yeah, I like the soft shells, too. I find the um, the uh, hard ones, they just make a mess mm. uh, all over the place. Exactly. Hey, that's a great segue. Talking about a mess. Yeah, speaking of making a mess all over the place, of course, you heard today that uh, the city of Edmonton has given the signaling company Talis a notice mm. of default. Fault. Yeah. And that's after problems with the Metro LRT signaling system is now stretched out over four years. Uh, Adam uh, Lachlan, Deputy City Manager of Integrated Infrastructure Service uh, Services, goes into more detail about what this means. Their delay on the project as a whole is unreasonable, and we will follow the processes in the contract to work towards a resolution. This is not termination, but the beginning of the process in the contract towards resolution. However, this could result or may end up in termination. Under the contract, TELUS will have the opportunity to respond with a new schedule to address this notice of default. If that schedule is not met, the city will proceed with termination. Uh, This is not a quick process. This is something that we will uh, not negotiate in public and based on council direction, we will also be exploring other signaling options for use on the Metro Line. We are committed to maintaining current service levels and operations on the Metro Line during this time. So Laughlin explains why the contract hasn't been terminated. That was a big question today. Rushing to a conclusion that is termination uh, does not put us in the best position. So using this step in the contract uh, or this contractual or legal step puts us in the best position to get to a resolution, either with Talus or without. The city awarded TELUS the contract for the Metro signaling system, sorry for laughing, uh, back in oh, May man. of 2011. It was a $55 million contract, of which $33 million has already mm-hmm. been paid. So uh, they're holding on to the, the yeah, 22 mil. Right, until a final res- resolution is determined. But it's four years. The thing isn't running at full speed or frequency. There's been, what, 49 different safety-related incidents in two years, including two trains on the same track. Yeah, they each got a green signal. Uh, the technology, apparently, that is being used on the Metro line, best suited for above or below ground mass transit. And, of course, the majority <laughs> of the Metro line is at street level. It's, uh, I understand what uh, the city manager there, well, not city manager, what's his title? Uh, Deputy City Manager of Integrated Infrastructure Services. It's the process. It is. what they have to do. You know, not a lawyer, but if you just go ahead and terminate it, I suppose there's probably some legal steps that Talos can take to recover the rest of their money, but this is a component of the contract, so a non compliance component, and they're following the steps. I don't know honestly why it took four years to get to the point because really if it was due to open years ago Mm -hmm. um why we waited this long to get to this step but i'm glad we have gotten to this step as to how we go forward from here as we you and i talked about yesterday and many of our listeners agreed or piped in maybe we need to scrap the whole thing and start again 
as far as the signaling system goes, not the actual rails. Well, it's, it's the signaling system that is the issue here. It's two different systems that, that have never been integrated before. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's you know what it is? It's, it's um, an Apple, it's an iPhone and an Android, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's kind of like, well, no, they kind of cooperate with each other, but they kind Sometimes. of don't, right? Can't download all the music I had hoped to, you know, just little things where, oh, you know, I, I can't invite them to join my group because, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, there's two different systems. Mm -hmm. And, and not to mention the fact, of course, that the uh, TELUS system, the new system, was designed specifically for um, an LRT that is not at grade yeah. level, that's above ground. And you know what he said? He said, we can't shut it uh, right down right now. He says there are 19, 20,000 people a day who, who depend on, on, that, uh, on that line. So mm -hmm. we'll keep moving ahead. But, uh, you know, we're not going to negotiate in public, nor should they. No. But it's... It's going to cost us a lot more money. I'm going to tell you Cooper, right get now. get off the pot. Like, yeah. let's get moving. If you want it to work, my suspicion is that if the city wants it to work the way it was promised it would work, that it's going to be more than just a few million dollars to make that happen. So add that to the list of things that... The well, city has to pay for yeah, it through our well, taxes. The, yeah, my question then is, is you know, what is in that uh, agreement as far as any, is there a default clause money-wise? Well, they're not going to get money not, back. If it, it's not working. Yeah, I don't know. If it's not working. Mm -hmm. and, and it's their fault. If it's Talis's fault that it's not working, shouldn't there be something? I mean, I'm guessing that's a lawsuit though, right? Yeah, probably. And you know, once the lawyers get involved, it really has very little to do with a train running on time. <laughs> so, uh, and you, you know, herein lies the problem. When something like this happens, and you say, "Okay, you know, moving forward, though, so we'll, it'll cost us what it'll cost us to fix this," and hopefully that isn't a lot, but it probably will be. And then we say, "Well, moving forward, though, let's get it right on the next line," you know. But what ends up happening is, eight years from now, it's not the same council. And then they, as this council will say, well, you know, it wasn't us that negotiated mm -hmm. that contract. And it just seems to me that um, if you're putting together a light rail system hmm. in a city, you might want to be using the same. The same system? Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have gotten train hobbyists on the committee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just an average guy who says, you know, that's actually going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. The train tracks uh, meeting in yeah, the middle Michael, of an intersection. Michael says, great, now we get to wait for another four years. No, this guy was actually pretty adamant that it wasn't going to be that long. He wouldn't say well, months and months. No. He said possibly Within, within the year. Within the year, he said, um, and possibly weeks. But here's the thing. That's not the resolution of the problem. That's no. the resolution of the contract. Well, yeah, that's just the response back from the from what happened today. Right. Because you got to get Talos, uh, Talos out of the way yeah. in order to bring somebody in who can do, do it. it. Right. So what we're talking about resolved within the year is likely just yeah. the agreement with the contractor. So that's that. Welcome to Edmonton, everybody. But hey, let's put a gondola up. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, gondola. Let's get the trains running first. How about that? And you know, I'm not normally that guy at all. Where I say, well, they can the city can only deal with a single problem at a time, so we shouldn't be laying tracks until there's no homeless or anything like that. But uh, it's another transportation project. So my my thinking is, let's if even if we don't fix the LRT, can we fix the process of buying an LRT before we look at? Gondolas? Because you know that's going to be more but, like gong show. Well, this was the story today.
Um, a report from a city subcommittee looks favorably on the idea of putting up a gondola in Edmonton. The ETS Advisory Board heard the report yesterday. You'll remember Jeffrey Hansen Carlson is the founder of the Edmonton Project, which launched our city into the discussion about gondolas when it picked the idea as a winner earlier this year. Uh, he told uh, Jesperson on the show today, since then they've been doing their research, looking at other cities and talking to uh, experts. The report said a gondola over the river could transport 6,000 passengers an hour, as much as 100 buses and as much as, yeah, so as equal as 100 buses and that many are profitable. So the city's uh, <clears throat> urban planning committee will be the next to look at it. All right, so listen. I'm, I'm going to be that guy again. So listen, you can transport people a lot of ways. You, you know what? You can transport people by a rocket ship. You can transport them on ponies. Hyperlink. Yeah. You, there's a lot of ways to transport people. Is there a demand to transport them that way? That's the question. That's how the bike lane fiasco became a fiasco. Because, yes, you know what? If half the people in Edmonton rode a bike and went down lanes, we would get rid of half the cars. It's brilliant. And, but then, you know, but are half the people in Edmonton interested in riding their bike? Probably not. In fact, we know not. So gondola's like, hey, it can move 6,000 passengers. Yes. Is it going to? Is there anybody, is there anybody who stood on a corner in Edmonton and said, you know what this corner's missing? A gondola. That's, you know what we're really missing? Roads without potholes, um, turns and, and, and routes that make sense, buses that cover areas, parking at LRT. These are the things we're actually missing. Oh, and an LRT that actually runs properly. Those are the things we're actually missing. How about we address those first? And I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. I think these... These, you know, let's throw these blue sky yeah. items and we're going to throw them all out here. And and not to poo-poo on the whole Edmonton mm -hmm. project. There's, I love it when people come up with new ideas and brilliant ideas. But at the end of it all, really? A gondola? <laughs> well, you know, and here's so the thing. So what are you going to do? Stand on the corner on Saskatchewan Drive and <laughs> where there's no parking? Yeah. Get on the gondola. <laughs> oh, this is bad that we're laughing. Honestly, it is. But it's gotten to that point. What's that thing that carries you, you know, not in the winter, but in general? The funicular? Yeah, the funicular. So at some point, that conversation came up, right? Uh, we haven't fixed all these other issues. The LRT looks like a complete disaster. So what should we do? Build a funicular. Well, yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, the funicular is like a, a up the side of a hill mm. for a few mil. Yeah. This is a... <laughs> I mean, the idea of a gondola, yeah. I think, is it's a very pretty idea. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lovely eye-in-the-sky <laughs> sort of idea. Oh, look, at we have a gondola. Sure. Right? Uh, All these things would make the city more interesting, for sure. Yes. But and there should be a certain amount of priority <laughs> placed on making the city work first. Uh, I hate to say it, but I will. Oh, okay. If you can't plant a tree using less than 15 crews, what made you think that you could put a metro line together? Isn't that sort of the same administration? Someone says, look at the other nine entries. The gondola was the best choice. Whoever that project should have been scrapped. The gondola is a joke. How do people get to and from the gondola? Okay, I, I, thought, there was a, I thought there was a better project. What was it? Um, it was, um, and it was really simple. It was... Oh, that's what got it killed. 
on the on the side of a building mm-hmm. and projecting images of around the city oh, of that's cool. things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like a live stream, like a, almost like a live Twitter feed. Yeah. On the sides, it was Slavo Czech's idea, and it could have been done on a on a on a building downtown. Requires. What? Yeah. Some projectors and a and feet. I think that I thought that one was really cool. Sure. And it was really and it was simple. I like that idea. Do you know? I, I think the other problem when it comes to big projects, although that one might be a little distracting to motorists, but do you know what uh, I think the problem is with big projects? Is it seems like the project is going to cost you this, whatever this is, X, right? Yeah. It's, it's math, really. The project's going to cost you X. And then by the time it gets approved and, and put out to tender and gets a contract, it's not going to cost you X anymore. It's going to cost well, you X plus... it's supposed to be privately funded. Okay. But I'm talking now of, you know, just projects in general yeah. for the city, right? So there's always this added cost of, well, you know, materials went up and the contractor did this and whatever, whatever, whatever. And at some point it gets out of hand on almost every thing. It seems like it just gets out of hand cost-wise. So what they do is they say, well, how can we cut back on this to sort of bring it back closer to what we said it was going to cost in the first place? And so they get rid of some aspect of it that does not that doesn't go to the heart of the project. So I'll give you a great example. So you have an LRT that runs down to Century Park. And you go, you know what, that's great, because that serves the south side, and, and that'll get you all the way. And once we have all the LRT in place, man, you'll be able to get anywhere. You go to the mall, whatever. Well, part of that original project was a parkade. Part of that was underground parking and uh, above-ground parking, a whole complex that would allow for people to drive to Century Park, park their car, and take the train. At some point, it got out of hand, and they went, okay, you know what we should do instead is take that land and sell it to somebody or not buy it or so whatever. We're going to make money on it because right. we're going to build condos there. Right. We're going to put storefronts in yeah, the bottom. Yeah, and, and, and we'll, bring this, yeah. Uh, we'll bring this item back into line with what we said it was going to cost, but now it becomes unfunctional. It's not functional. Or, or take the bike lanes where you go, man, that's going to cost us a lot more than we thought. Well, what if, instead of like having separate bike lanes that actually make sense, we just paint bike lanes on streets? Like, What if we just do that, right? So they go, hey, well, you got all the bike lanes. Uh, and then people go, well, I don't have any parking and nobody's using them. And then they go, well, you know what we should do is go back and paint over the bike lanes, right? It just seems like, I don't know why we can't seem to... To just do it right, do it for the price we're quoted, and get it done on time. I don't, just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, Mark, pretty sure the idea for the gondola is to be privately funded and operated. Okay, well, sure. fine, still, whatever. Uh, 6,000 people parking were, and I don't want to be in the gondola when it breaks down over the river at minus 20 in January, says Beth. And not to be, uh, yeah, no kidding, not to be uh, skeptical, but uh, have you ever heard of a completely private, and the only one I can think of is lighting the bridge. Dave Mowat's uh, Big idea. There. Yeah. And, and it was privately funded and it works, right? But even that, I think, costs now that it's completed are transferred over to the city. I think maintenance, I believe, is... I can't remember. Yeah. So I've never seen a, a even a privately funded major project that doesn't at some point get stalled and need help from the maybe city or the just, province. You know what, maybe we're just old fuddy duddies. Maybe. maybe we're just old fuddy duddies and we're not it's seeing possible. Edmonton in the way that um, you know some people are seeing it in 20 years from now. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, let me try. 20 years from now. Nope, Metroline's still not working. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. That's what I saw. <laughs> They'll eventually move it to Fort Edmonton Park. Oh, there's a train down there. (laughs) Yeah, there is, which (laughs) runs on time, by the way, for the most part.
council's always in meetings during our show. Yeah. Yeah. I could never run they, for it, nor would I be interested. Have the street sweepers been in your part of town yet? Um, maybe. Mm. Don't think so. Mm. Usually they leave their telltale signs of going around all the parked cars. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Are they out there doing that right now? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Filling potholes, doing all that sort of business, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've got a great big hole in there my are... boulevard i got to fill. I don't. I can't remember what it's from. Uh, either Shaw or... I don't remember. Somebody came and did some work. It wasn't the tree people. And they dug down and uh, did something. I think it was... No, it might in have been your lawn? Yeah, yeah. It was well on the boulevard. Like on the... Between my si- the city sidewalk and the, oh, okay. and the street. I think it was Telus uh, doing uh, optic fiber wiring or something. But it's settled now. So there's this like... Mm. There's this hole that was fine in the winter because was full of snow and ice, uh, but now it's just this foot-sized... You have to just go get some soil. Yeah, yeah, I, and totally I intend in to do that. Whenever we were talking yesterday about what my jobs are when it comes to gardening and, and uh, whatever... When you got told to do it? Yeah, when I got told. Okay. But this one here, I will actually do something about, because I swear one of these days I'm going to fall in that well, hole. Well, that's the thing. You can bring an ankle. Yeah, or uh, rip an Achilles, right? And, but it seems to me like Telus should probably go back and fill those holes. I mean, if it was the city doing the work, there'd be 14 crews. There'd be one that came back and put a circle around the hole to identify the hole for the hole filler. So he knew. Then there'd be a occupation mm. health and whatever come by, and he'd put a flag by it so that the guy doesn't fall in the hole before he fills it in. Then there'd be the guy who brings the shovel. Does Tom Cruise show up at any time? And the no parking. <laughs> than the parking signs, <laughs> the traffic cop. <laughs> or, or you could just get a shovel and fill it in. Just do it yourself. Um, would you ever be interested in running for city council? Uh, yeah, that's me too. Can we run as a team? Like one of us shows up. It's sort of like this show. <laughs> one of us does the research. The other one attends the meetings. Can we do that? What? I'm still trying to figure out what that comment was. Um, yeah, I mm, I don't think we could. Can you mic drop at a... Is that a thing? In you city? can mic can drop. You? Yes, absolutely. Say what you have to say. But they absolutely. have those little wiry mics with the little tiny heads Doesn't on matter. Them. Then you just yeah. hit it and go, yeah. mic drop. Just pull it out of the desk, drop and out. Aaron Paquette and Mike dropped the other day. That was quite the, uh, oh, was the speech. About? Well, when they were talking about the 30, 40 kilometer uh, zone in residential. Oh, yeah. I forgot to add that to my list. Yeah. Well, his his wife had been hit by a car mm. and suffered um, major, major injuries a few years back. I think it was actually 2014. I was still downstairs. But he delivered um, possibly one of the best passionate speeches that I've heard really? uh, from this new city council and and, and, and very from the heart because of course, he's yeah. lived this mm-hmm. and had to watch his wife recover and, and get through all of this. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else. If you get a chance, go back and listen to it. Uh, when I was getting myself all worked up there a moment ago, I wish I'd remembered that as one of the, uh, add that to the list, a school ground or a playground zone. Sorry, a playground zone is anywhere what? children play. Well, so my front yard... Well, playground zone should be a place where there's playground equipment. Right. Well, now that we've gone back and defined it as that, we're going to go, we're pulling all those playground signs and taking a look again. There's no point in getting it right the first time, really. Why would you? Well, (laughs) I can think of a few reasons. (laughs) Can you imagine if... No. (laughs) Every day... We got it wrong every yeah, day? Every day for the first hour of the afternoon news, we just got it wrong. 
and then we started again. We forgot to turn our mics on. We didn't know. We did the show, but we did. We weren't told it had to be in a studio. We <laughs> nobody mentioned wearing pants. Occupational health and safety had to show up first. Make sure there was nothing in the way. Somebody to identify where the door is so we know where to walk. But then from three to four, we do it again. But we demand more money than we first requested. Which I know we have a contract, but we'd like double that. And we're not showing up till five. Actually, oh, I'm very close to... <laughs> and then we go home at 5.30. Yeah, exactly. And then it's done. Um, have you heard the new... Just quickly, you mentioned um, Dave Mowat, the new mm -hmm. the ATB commercials that are running right now. No. They're trying to find a new voice for Dave Mowat. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> Hopefully, it's coming up at some point this afternoon. They have, like, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, like the Incredible Hulk and stuff all doing different voices. It's quite amazing, Oh, that's funny. Actually. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Hmm. Hear it. So or hear it, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, we are going to uh, come up to the 2.30 news here with Eileen Bell. On the other side, we've been seeing reports in the news about dogs eating roaches, not cockroaches, mm. but uh, the last little bits of your joints, your marijuana that's being thrown on the ground, maybe in parks or on sidewalks, that sort of stuff. And uh, these dogs have been getting quite sick. We'll hear from a couple of dog owners. Plus, we will talk to Dr. Barry Blakely, a veterinary toxicologist and professor at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine mm. about dogs, animals, and marijuana and the dangers. And I know there's a, a lot of vets that are concerned with the legalization, what that could mean for um, the health of our animals. That much more still to come. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.